The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and I'm being booed by a FAMU hat-wearing Ryan Wilson and John Breach. We're joining booing you on a a look. You're I the Russell Wilson of this podcast. That's why we're booing you. You're the if Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan had a had a baby, it would be Will Brinson. It would be Ryan Wilson, Russell Wilson, Ooh. Matt Ryan. <laughs> Oh, oops. What is happening yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> walked into that one. Really walked into that one. Uh, all right, look, 12-9 final. Um, it would be more interesting to talk about what my childhood would be like growing up with Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson as my parents, okay. as opposed to talking about this football game. Our perfunctory small talk before we get into the actual game. Oh, my God, the game sucked. It, it sucked small so time. bad. It was fun. So, like, those games are always fun for, like, the final seven to ten minutes. No, wrong. Just it in was, the sense of like you're watching like toddlers like poop. It, it was right. It was fun for the final I play. Enjoy watching people, like toddlers poop themselves. But Before you like, go on, let me ask Breach a quick question because he is. No, no, he's, I didn't he's, know what Breach's snack was. Oh, the snack you got. You at you like? Are we going to go live now? And we're like, yes. And then you were like disappeared. Went, five you went dark for like five or ten minutes, and then you came back. You're like, I thought I had time to get a snack. What snack or snacks were you getting? I went dark for eight minutes from ten fifty till ten fifty eight. So I had to go took, upstairs. Number two, and then what did you do after you do the number got two? Got some delicious honey roasted peanuts, just okay. absolutely delicious. They're extra honey, extra roasted, and then I honey. also got some s'mores flavored goldfish, which is, if you've never had them, they're literally they taste better than this game was. S'mores flavored goldfish. Yes. That have, sounds I, like if you come took with little lucky charms marshmallows in them, they're delicious. That sounds like if you took this. That, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Doesn't sound great. If you took this game and threw it into a blender and like, and, and like, it would come out and made it into like a smoothie. And then you poured it into like little tiny goldfish sized, um, like a, like a molt molt. Yes. Thank you, Wilson. And then you baked them. That seems like what you would get. I bet 
There's no way that's good. Does your daughter are those treats for your daughter, or those are strictly in the in the John Breach cabinet? Well, she she likes them now. She used to not like them, and a couple weeks ago, she saw me eating one. She tried one, uh, and now it's all over. But my daughter is on fall break right now. She's at the beach, so I don't have to share them. So I'm getting eating them all right now. Victor yeah. Garcia correctly states that sounds like a sociopath type of snack. Um, Let me ask Reed another Nichols question. Asked, when does flex scheduling start so we never have to see the Broncos again? Thursday night does not have flex scheduling, I believe. I have bad news for you. The Broncos are on Monday Night Football next week. And Yeah, no kidding, man. Work, that is perfect. And do you know, are you aware? I'm sure you are because everyone's talking about but it. But to answer that question, it's it, it does start in week five, but it's only for Sunday night. You can't flex, them. right? I, yeah, you don't. Um, in case are you, aware, are you aware of what the Thursday night game in Week Six is? I'm sure you yes. don't say it, please. I don't even want to talk about it. Washington, the Danny Danny Snyder's fabulous football team at oh, the Chicago God. Bears. Oh my! So, God. Breach, uh, we you are easily the most positive person on this podcast by billions of light years. Give no me three positives from this. I have one piece of crap we watched tonight. Let Breach go and see if you you can add a fourth. Uh, first Colts special teams put on a clinic, uh, Matt Hawk, three punts down inside the 15 chase McLaughlin, two field goals longer than 50 yards. And they blocked a field goal, which obviously ended up being huge All because right, they only won by one. three points. I'll that is a pretty solid. Well, the whole time, by the time we got to the third quarter, I was like, we have nothing to talk about on the podcast. I'm going to come up with some special team stuff. Uh, I guess <laughs> all we got going for us. It is, um, it is fitting that your Super Bowl winner can only kick field goals. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I thought I was All right, that's one. What else you got? Uh, Matt Ryan coming alive in the fourth quarter. He looked absolutely horrible. As Ryan would say, he looked like dog doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he actually made a few plays. I mean, it wasn't like overly impressive, but he led an 87-yard <laughs> drive to give him a field goal range to tie it. And then obviously the OT field goals helped set that up. All right, one more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy's already done more work in like two weeks than Debo did in like two Debo years. and you combined in five years. Yeah, obviously, me. Do you have a third one, Breach, or do you want Brinson to help you out with the third one? Brinson, do you have a third one? Actually, it can go three and four. Where do you go? Oh, Number three, I will say Alec Pierce really kind of flashed in this game and made some big plays. And like that, the Colts really need a number two wide receiver next to Michael Pittman to develop. Now, I'm not saying that'll make them great this year or any, anything by. Hey, eight. it's something. It counts. Absolutely. And number four, no touchdown scored. Bang, bang. Is that a score guy? I heard somebody bet that prop. Is that true? Did you, did you, see, did you see that Ravel tweet? Someone at DraftKings Sportsbook uh, put No, I didn't. I did not see the Ravel tweet. Bet a thousand? A hundred dollars on a hundred to one. They won 10 grand on no touchdown score. imagine sweating that final uh, pass by Russ. Brenton, I think I read a tweet that someone bet a thousand dollars on that prop and won a hundred grand. I uh, read that someone bet a million dollars. Well, let me, let me. I heard somebody bet seventeen trillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, top that with breach. Yeah, Ben Fox tweeted that out. Wow. One thousand dollar bet was made, and somebody won a hundred thousand dollars because no touchdowns. I have scored. one more positive. Melvin Gordon didn't fumble, although he tried to early in the game. Well, he did try. He tried late too, honestly. Um, so, other than that, did uh, ben Fox? I think it's Ben Fox. Did. Nathaniel I honestly Hackett. didn't want to come out sounding like a cuss word, so I actually switched. All right, my- okay, <laughs> enough. So let's get through this without talking about people we don't know in real life. Know, uh, did, Nathan- <laughs> did Nathaniel Hackett do a Nathaniel Hackett job? Did he do a better job? Did he do a worse job? Because that last play on fourth down, you almost felt like a tie 
wasn't like kissing your sister. It was in fact a victory given how everything transpired before. Are the are we going to change the phrase "hack job" to "hack it job"? Yeah, or "hack job" to "hack it, ha- hack Done. it job"? Done. We should. Well, you know, what? I think before we talk about hack it, let's just talk about fourth and one, or fourth and goal, fourth and one at the five yard line. Broncos could have kicked the field goal in overtime, kept and the game going. No, that would have been. Instead, they decided to go for it. Hold what, on, stop though. Stop. And you make the right decision. If they kick the field goal, it's a tie. I think there's like two and a half, three minutes left. Almost certainly a tie. So you're you're two and a half minutes, but two minute warning. Both teams had one timeout left. Did you see the previous fifty five minutes of that game? Right, but if you kick it to Indy and they punt, go three and out like they did on half their possessions, you're going to get the ball back out. Like so, what would party. you have done there? <sighs> I thought you had a definitive answer. I don't. I, I don't think there's a definitive answer. Like I don't hate Hackett for going for it, but when your offense is so inept and it has been so inept for four weeks and it was so inept in that game, I yeah. am thinking, you know what? Let's extend this and let me get my better unit on the field, which is my defense. So in that sense, you know, if I had Patrick Mahomes, I'd go for it there, and I don't think they had Russell it. Wilson. <laughs> they I, have I think, 2022 well, Russell Wilson. I think, but but one of the problems too is that. In addition to the game management criticisms we've heard of Nathaniel Hackett and Warren, I don't know if he did a bad job this game, but go ahead. No, no, but I'm saying the other criticisms criticism of Nathaniel Hackett has been that in two games so far this season, after trading a bunch of picks and players for Russell Wilson and then signing him to a monster contract, they have not been he has not been willing to put the ball in Russ's hands to win the game. And I think in this spot, it was like if I do it again and I don't let Russ try to win the game, like. I mean, am I getting fired in week six? It was fourth. But Brenton, that, that feels like the problem though is that he literally had four weeks of criticism built up, and he and it like right. and you do yes. think he was thinking that in his head. All right, I cannot take the ball out of Russell's hands. Wait a second, or I'm it in was, trouble. Also, about, so the Colts immediately call timeout, or they call timeout after Russ is up there barking the line. Sorry, not immediately, but so like, right they, third down play. Matt no, no, fourth down, the Colts call no, timeout. No, third down, Melvin gets stopped. Yeah. They rush to the line on fourth down, and it, it, you, it was one of those rush to the lines where you're like, okay, they're clearly not going for it. So Frank Wright calls timeout, which is I'm fine. And then they come back out there and we're watching them again. And again, Russ is just, you know, messing around at the line of scrimmage. And then Daniel Hackett calls timeout again. Now, I don't mind giving it to Russ, whether it was uh, intentional or otherwise. But as you noted, Brinson Richard Sherman was yelling, it's fourth and one. Why don't you run the ball? You have Russ Wilson. You don't have Matt Ryan back there. Why would you throw the ball in the end zone? Here's a, I think I can, I think I can make this happen. Let's see if it's work. Here's Richard Sherman. You got to run the ball again. Like, I, I, I wish I had more shot up here. Like, one yard. You need one yard. Run the ball. Run, run the ball. And CT, all he has to do is run the football. Like, necessary criticism. I'm not, you know, I've said enough criticism for him, but God damn it, run the dang ball. Credit mm. <laughs> to Richard Sherman for not cursing there because I know he wanted to. He said, God dang? I thought he cussed it first. Yeah. He said, God dang it. Run God the dang, dang ball. Yeah, I mean, look. Um, give the ball to Melvin's the new. Give it to Marshawn. Or hey, how about Russ Wilson? He can run. Or how about you get yeah, bootleg him? Like th- that's the thing is like you go back you to need one yard to get like rich. You need one yard. You don't need to get the end zone. Well, right. And so like it's I don't mind that you go for it or or I, I don't mind the either decision whether you kick or you go for it. Um, yeah, that was, I didn't care at that point either. I, I, like, you know, I was praying for the ass. My issue, and this is always my issue with going for it and the discussion of the analytical stuff, is that if your play call sucks, you shouldn't go for it. And when you when you have fourth and one and you need to get 
a yard to get a first down and extend the game and give yourself because what, what were they on the five um, the five mm-hmm. yeah it, like you're gonna have three or four plays inside the five yard line to or one what do you mean oh like if you, score. If you throw if you throw the ball into the end zone and it goes incomplete right no i'm saying like get the like but your play call there has to be something better than Russell Wilson standing still. Like Russell Wilson is a mobile, like elusive quarterback who creates problems for, uh, for defenses when he gets on the move. And I'm not saying you should cut off half the field and bootleg him, but at least like do play action. If you're going to run out of shotgun, do play action to Gordon and then boot Russ to the right and, and do like some flood action there. And you're at least going to get a look and you're going to like eliminate half of the defense. So I, the play call itself, it just, they were going for the touchdown. They're going for the win. They're going to try to like that. That in and of itself is, a, is problematic from a coaching perspective because it indicates that Nathaniel Hackett didn't really understand that while it was, everything was on the line on fourth down, he still could get a first down. Like if you bootleg, if you if you bootleg Russ out the backside there, you run like a, a play action to the right with Gordon and bootleg Russ on the backside. He is waltzing to a first down. You just said don't bootleg him. What do, what do you want? I said do bootleg him. Two minutes. You move no. Russell. You're move Nathaniel Hackett of this podcast. What? So you're the Nathaniel Hackett of this podcast. You can't I mean, make so your own. I said I said bootleg and move him around. Like you you drop him straight back and have him. You said don't cut the field in half. I think is what you said. I said you don't want to cut the field in half, but moving Russell is a good idea because of what his skill set is. Kyler Murray would have run around for 25 seconds, kept that play alive, and probably gotten the first down. Breach, what do you think of this theory? Nathaniel Hackett is actually Sean McVay, but Russ Wilson is actually Mitch Trubisky. I mean, it's not a crazy theory. I've heard crazier. Imagine that. If I said that three months ago, you'd have thought I was... Ooh, interesting that the, the chat, uh, Posmu and um, Jen Sylvia's point out that the post game show, we didn't hear this, so we don't know. It may sound like Russell made the call. And I, I don't know if they're talking about did Russell make the call to go on fourth or the play call itself. If it's the play call itself, that goes back to what I've been saying about the Broncos all along is that there is a fundamental issue in how the plays are getting from. Hack it into the rest of the team, and it's being filtered. I don't think it's a strictly a Broncos thing. I think it, based on hindsight and how the Seahawks are having a lot of success with a lesser quarterback by just about every measure, might be a Russ Wilson thing. What Russ is knowing nothing of the inner workings of of either organization, offense, offensive game planning during the week, just based on what I'm seeing on Sundays and now Thursdays, Russ may be the problem. Uh, Yeah, KJ Hamler after the game. I could have walked in, direct quote. Yeah, there, if you're looking on social media, oh, no. there's pictures all over all over Twitter. Of, of, I mean, that's kind of the receiver throwing your QB under the bus there, right? Well, kind of. KJ is... is <laughs> absolutely backed it up and ran it back over him. Kind, well, KJ is... So it, and if if you watch the play, if anybody watches the re- replay, KJ Hamler is on the right and he kind of slanted in and the Broncos had another guy running an out route and it was kind of designed as a pick play, but they ran the routes without picking the Colts defenders, but it's still opened up the lane for KJ Hamler and he was just in that alley on that. It was just wide open. I mean, it was, and Russell Wilson wasn't even looking his way. Like I said, Mr. Bisky. Mitch. Would you think about benching Russ Wilson for Brett Rippon? Stop it. They no. scored nine points. You're talking about stopping it. I mean, they just gave Russell Wilson a $245 million contract. 
How you, long do you, you stick you with him? Bench him for Britt with it. I mean, he like two years left on his deal. There was like it, it is weird that they gave it to him. Like, why not just wait a year? Just make sure you know what you have. You know, like test out the goods first. They didn't have to be. I, mean, I, I understand what you're saying, Ryan, and I don't like disagree with the. I mean, I'm half kidding, but I'm not. I'm also right. half serious. Right. I mean, like you can't actually bench him. I mean, but wait, you are. Uh, you, he plays out this year, but if he comes bringing that nonsense next year, and you're zero and three, or even two and one, and you're scoring nine points a game, you got to have some some tough conversations, right? Well, I mean, the conversation is, oh God, I've made a huge tiny mistake. What does that mean? You're, you're just screwed, man. Like you gave Russell Wilson a ton of money, and he's not good anymore. That's that's can, where, that's where we. And it's week five. It's early. No, no. Do you hear what I just said? Do you hear the scenario that I laid out? You stay the rest of the season with them, no matter what happens. You go into next year. If that team looks like this team, you have to bench them after three weeks, I feel like. I mean, I I, I think that there are – I I don't – I mean, you're just not benching Russell Wilson. You gave up tons of picks for him. Well, they they better get used to this. You better get – the fans better get used to booing at halftime and leaving, as Breach tweeted out. (laughs) They said – Breach tweeted out, you could either stay for overtime or go sit in the parking lot in traffic. And, and Broncos fans opted for traffic. I mean, that tells you all you need to know. That's and insane. Dude, and this Think of paying hundred dollars to get into a game and being like, you know, hundred. I, I guarantee you, there probably weren't many hundred dollar tickets. I don't even want to watch overtime. I'm so disgusted right now that I would rather sit in my car and sulk <laughs> and yell. The kind of leave the stadium, probably holding a pee, uh, rather than sit in my seat and watch my team maybe win. Was, yes. Was Hamler on the? I'm, try, I'm trying to watch the replay. I can't. I put the 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 clip in. Or the, the the screenshot. He's on the right. He's wide ass open. He doesn't throw it to him. But he's not even uh, looking. At him. Not even looking at him. So I feel like his first read was the guy who kind of tripped on the route. Who was I don't know if you saw that coming across. And Russ just looked a little confused for the first second of that play. Like where's my guy? Again, just run the ball. Problem solved. I don't have any issue going for it. I wouldn't have cared if they kicked. But um, while Brinson looks that up, let me ask you about this breach. I I, I don't know that that's. All right. Well, just let me let me finish this thought, and you, you okay. collect your thoughts on that. Third play of the game, Naheem Hines gets the. Actually, he didn't even get the crap knocked out of him. Naheem Hines. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see KJ Hamler there. Uh, he's on the right side of that big circle, and <laughs> that 40 yards in front of him, where no one's there. That's where he wanted the ball. But the the third play of the game, Naheem Hines gets concussed, wobbles. Did you think there was any chance that he came, he was going to come back in the game? Because I was not 100 percent sure he was going to be done. If the if the Tua stuff doesn't happen last week, I would say there's a 70% chance uh, he goes back in. But after the Tua stuff, it was 0%. I mean, and they did change the rule for um, gross motor inability. Is that the phrase? Um, which basically means once you stumble, that's a wrap. So I was glad they they were able to stick to that. But I was like, oh, my God, if they bring gross him back. Gross motor instability. Instability. If they bring him back in this game. So they, they got it right. They did change the rule after the Tua thing. So that's good. The thing is, and this is something I was oh, thinking about. Sorry. Um, oh, just quickly. Naheem Hines, the hit he took, it looked like a hit you see a million he's pretty, times. He's pretty innocuous. Exactly. You see it every Saturday and every Sunday. And he he looked to be, as Richard Sherman noted, out for a beat or two. So that's happening all the time. And these guys are going back and back and forth into the game. So that was good to see. Hopefully it stays. We'll see if people, the rules yeah. get lax. So Hines um, took the hit, and he was laying on the ground for a little bit, and then – his teammates came and picked him up and he got wobbly, like almost identical to how Tua looked. And mm-hmm. I'll say this, that if this happens two weeks ago, Naheem Hines comes back and plays in that game. Mr. Breach just said. 
Okay, I didn't hear that. I was I was trying to watch the <laughs> Breach well, even said last week. So the, the screenshot that's up right now of the final play. I just want to like what are you what are you gonna defend? How are you gonna defend I'm not Russ defending here? anything? The problem is Russ is looking left. And uh, I don't, he's not looking off the safety. We know that because he never comes back to he comes eventually comes back to that side of the field, but he waits. He's waiting for the guy on the I I, I don't I assume it's Sutton who's clearing on the top there. Um there is a there is a defender right on Hamler's backside, which you don't see from that. Who cares? I, I just listen. <laughs> if the the problem is that Hamler is not the initial read, like he needs to be okay. Russ, it, it, Russ is not looking off the safety and getting ready to fire into Hamler, right? Fair enough. And look, you are right. There are plenty of plays where we there are guys that run wide ass open and they are not in the progression. Fair enough. But again. Is, 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 you got the defender. You can see it. The defender is following Russ's eyes to the left. If the play is correctly designed, and if Russ is in tune with the offense, he is immediately turning and firing to the right on the inside, and Hamler's scoring, and they win the game. But that's not what just happened. Said, that's, yeah, I thought you just said that you don't think KJ is necessarily part of the progression. But also the other the other issue here. The other issue here is you can see the other Broncos receiver at the edge of this red circle. Those Hamler and that guy are the only two who are not in the end zone. Everyone else's route went into the end zone. You need one yard. You don't need three guys in the end zone. It doesn't do you any good. It doesn't make sense. Why do you not have a, a like a Texas route with a running back or like a short crosser from one of the four receivers you have out there? Where if, Wait a second. if the end zone is not open, you get a dump off, get the first down. Why Why are you designing Texas routes when KJ Hamler is wide open? Why Why are you complicated? Well, because the if, if the because the first re, and look, we don't know this because we weren't in the play call, but. We have to assume he wasn't the first read because he's not looking to him immediately. He ends up going in that direction, but the 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 way that they designed this particular play created too much traffic with the receivers in the back of the end zone after he missed Hamler. After he missed Hamler, he never looked at Hamler. I don't understand well, what you're well, talking that's about. The that's the problem with the play call. If, no, it's not saying call. after he after his eyes missed him because he never saw him if, open. But if you if you're designing a rubber out to get KJ Hamler open underneath. You but his first help. look is to the left, and Hamler's on the right. Then, right, then that's a bad play design. Okay, let me let me stop you there. If this is Bailey Zappi or uh, Brett Rippin or Kenny Pickett, I will give you that. The, the moment's too big for you. This is just the guy we talked about that we can't bench no matter what. We just gave him that big ass new contract, and he can't go through his reads with no one. There's no. He's not pressured. He can't get across the formation. And throw a, a a slant, and you're making excuses. They need to run another route I, on the I'm other not side of the formation. Excuses. I'm saying I'm not making excuses for anybody. I'm saying that someone is yeah. clearly at fault here. Yeah, number three. <laughs> it's pretty simple. But, but but look, is is the was the play designed for him to look left and find the, like that? We don't know, and that's a fair point. And we talked about it earlier. Just run the ball, your problem solved. But presumably. When a play is called that's a passing play, Russ knows where everyone's supposed to be out in their routes. Now, sometimes there are pass plays where you're only worried about one side of the field. Yeah, we know all that. But if that was a play called, then that's on Nathaniel Hackett. But you just mentioned that that Russ potentially changed the play. Didn't you just say that? We, we don't know. I, I I don't we don't know. That's part of the problem with the Broncos. We don't know who's calling. Someone what. just said that. Didn't someone just say that on the podcast? I said. That I think Russell, somebody, somebody in the chat said that in the post game, Russell Wilson called the play. I don't, I haven't okay. heard it myself, so I'm not going to pretend that I know that's true. I do think Russell probably has Trump power 
over the, the <laughs> in terms of second. Make the Broncos team. great again. You're failing, look, Russ. Look, look where Russell is looking at the defender. I, don't, is that, I can't tell that's 25 or 35 in the back. But the point is, is like he is he at no point is looking at KJ Hamler, which is a problem with the play design. This look, is a screenshot. We we don't have. Do you have a look? If you have the actual play, that's one thing. We can't tell anything from a screenshot other than. You, you can tell something pretty clearly by the one breach sent. There's three defenders covering two guys on the left side of the ball. If he is trying to look it off and go to Hamler to the right, he waited way, way, way too long to do it. Okay. I mean, I don't know why that would be. Yeah, and what I'm saying is I don't know if the play design has two, like, are there two reads to the left that he has to go through, two progressions to the left that he has to go through before he looks right? Because if that's the case, that's a bad play design. And and poor execution and poor harmony in part on the, the head coach slash play designer slash quarterback. All right, here's the thing. We can blame whoever we want to blame. This team sucks. This offense sucks. Russ Wilson sucks. Nathaniel Hackett, based on what we've seen with the players around him, suck. I mean, there's no other way. To, there's a reason that people were fighting to get out of that stadium before half, before overtime started. It was an absolute train wreck. If you're watching on YouTube, there's the other screenshot Brinson was just talking about. Well, Russ is looking left, as and as he does in the in the video. Man, golly, what's that? In the, in the in the when you watch it on like when you watch like the TV version of the the play, like there's like a defender it looks like he's like right on Hamler, and there's just nobody near Hamler. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't care who you blame. You can blame whoever you like. It, it's it's um you know there are enough fingers to go around if you want to point at someone. I, I'm not trying to give. I'm not trying to make excuses for Russ. Like I mean, no, that's fine. I, I don't. I didn't take it that way. Um, I, I, it doesn't matter to me. I, I think that everything that breach went over the positives, the special teams, and that's it. And I think it was the Colts special teams too. Cause McManus had a, had a kick blocked. How relieved do you think Matt Ryan is that because the Colts won, nobody's going to be talking about the fact that he was just absolutely atrocious oh boy. again with two interceptions. He fumbled twice. He already leads the NFL in fumbles. He didn't lose either of them. But he just keeps fumbling. And you know what's funny is that, I mean, as bad as Matt Ryan was, is that Russell Wilson was somehow worse. And it's we're talking about this overtime play, and we spent so much time talking about it, that we didn't even bring up the fact that the Broncos had the ball at the Colts' 13-yard line with two minutes left. All you need is a field goal to oh, go yeah, up. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Go, go ahead. Up, uh, 12-6. You have a chip shot field goal, do whatever, and Russell Wilson just throws the absolutely most atrocious interception that you will ever see. I mean, that was worse than this. That was worse. That was – I can't believe he made that throw. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, no, that's right. We we somehow skipped over that because, you know, we've been stuck on this last play call where there are any number of fingers to point blame at. The last interception before the end of regulation is 100% on Russ Wilson. He threw it behind the receiver. I don't know who the receiver was, but Steph Gilmore made the play uh, on a Russ pass. Two really bad picks in this game. Yeah, and the, again, overshadowing the Matt Ryan interceptions, which are also equally dog dookie-ish. But the interception that he threw to Steph Gilmore in the end zone looked like it was intended for Steph Gilmore off the snap. Again, why aren't you running the ball? Uh, All right. that's, that's an idiotic yeah. decision from Nathaniel Hackett and or Russ Wilson, whoever was in charge of that. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about this game. And I will ask Ryan a question about time travel next. Mm -hmm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Imagine if you went to 2019. I'm drafting Geno Smith. No, you're like, hey, FYI. In a couple of years, after after Donald Trump loses his reelection bid, Not and we right. get through, and we get almost through a global pandemic, Judo Smith is better than Russell Wilson, and people would be like, like people would just gloss over the first two items. And be like, I'm sorry, wait, what did you say? Geno Smith is better than Russell Wilson? Did Russ like, lose his like, legs in a car? This global pandemic thing. Did you like? I, like I don't, I, what about Geno and Russ? I mean, Geno's just better than Russ right now. It's crazy. Well, that there was inklings of that after the week one showdown where Pete Carroll passive aggressively trolled the, the crap out of Russ in that game. They went out and got an offensive line. The running game works. Gino's just working with the oh offense. God. Don't get mad about that. Huh? No, it's common. Oh. And something. then, yeah, Russ has been terrible. Russ is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL in terms of productivity right now. Like, I was only half joking about the Mr. Trubisky thing. What's the if difference between those two? Wilson, if you're the Broncos, would you rather have Russell Wilson or Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton. Look, I'm not even joking. I mean. I, 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 I'm not going to, I don't know. I'll say it again. Right, let, me, let me ask you this. What? Right, let me ask so, you this. If you're watching this game on a black and white television and you can't tell Russ from Matt Ryan from Andy Dalton, you have, all you know is number three stinks. Like he is, he's probably been playing football for about three weeks. He has no idea what he's doing. He's making a lot of terrible decisions and he probably makes better, uh, the, the minimum salary that you would pay a professional athlete. All, all right, those let, things would be wrong. <laughs> let me ask you this. Let's pretend we let's 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 we've got a pie chart, all right? Make and the pie we have higher. To, we, have to, we have to divvy up the blame for Russell Wilson's performance over the last month or just tonight? Uh, just in general. Okay. Over the last month, okay. you. Um, I mean, my the biggest ones I'm thinking are uh, new coach, new scheme, uh, injury. Russ is washed. Um, what add, add in whatever you want, and like, what percentage do you assign these various uh, like issues? Russ is sixty-five percent, and I say that no, because, saying, like, so you got a hundred percent. You got you got to fill out the percentages. No, what? no, sixty-five. I'm giving it Russ, so we can sort out the rest no, later. No, not, not blaming on Russ. I'm saying why Russ? Like Russ is washed. Like this is the end. Oh, so that that it might be Russ question mark, and the question mark would be, I wonder how much this has to do with why the Seahawks tried to trade him a few times and why they finally said, we can't take it anymore. We're getting rid of you. And things have gotten better in Seattle. Now Seattle isn't a playoff team necessarily, but they're seem to be playing better. I mean, it coming to the season. I would feel better about the Seahawks making the playoffs than the Broncos right now. 
no, no. But coming into the season, like, okay, the, the Seahawks probably aren't going to be very good, but they, they're out playing what we expected. So I wonder about that. I wonder if, you know, you've talked about this with Brady. I wonder if Russ's fingers ever going to be 100%, whether that's a concern or not. And his, his right shoulder was banged up coming into this game. Like, we didn't know yeah. he would definitely play. So I, I'm going to go with the uh, the the sort of prima donna slash diva angle affecting because that you know the whole thing. I actually, actually asked your Brady this. Your percentages. I just told you 65. I don't know exactly within that 65 what so part. The other 35 is like Hackett slash Broncos. Yeah, but I, I'll yeah. say one more thing about Russ. Yeah. And I asked Brady this on the Brady Quinn football show when you were uh, on your golf trip a couple weeks ago. Did you guys see the clip? Where Russ a few weeks ago was on the sidelines imploring these practice squad players to, to yell, yell run or pass. And I asked Brady, how realistic is, is that? And Brady very politely said, that's idiotic. He didn't say it in those terms. I'm paraphrasing, but he said, there's no reason to do that because number one, you're in a stadium with 80,000 people. Who's going to hear it? And it's just one of those rah rah things. You're like, dude, sit down and focus on making the offense not suck. Don't worry about telling people what to do. It's not I, your I, job. I, I'm so glad Russell Wilson went to Wisconsin. Yeah, right. I texted that to some friends. I was like, man, God, thank God this guy. Went. But I wonder if that's wearing on people. We know about the whole story with, with Richard Sherman. No, that that kind of shtick wears on you if you're not winning. I mean, exactly. it's one of those things like, oh, I'm going to put up with it because we're, he's getting us the Super Bowls and we're making the playoffs. But I could imagine it starts rubbing you the wrong way. Like, you you can't show up with a chipper attitude all the time. Uh <laughs> You know, you can't go in the locker room after this game and say, guys, we're going to get 5% better every day until next Monday we play the Chargers because that's what we got to do and we got to win. Let's ride. So, you know, like your teammates just look at you like you're an idiot. Dude, we just lost uh, this improbable game that was mostly your fault. And (laughs) you can't come in here and just act like, uh, hey, let's move on. I'm so positive. I never have a negative moment. Like they probably don't want to see Russell Wilson that positive all the time. So what's your pie chart breakdown? Me or Breach? Either. Both. Um, I'm going to go 45%. No, 35% Russ is washed. Just 35. I don't want to go high. Just like he's just like, it's just over. I'm going to do another um, 25%. So that gets me to 60%. Russ is injured. So like, I'm, I'm like, I think it's a Russ thing. I'm going to do another. Oh, uh, twenty five percent on the play calling mechanism between Russ and Nathaniel Hackett because I really I, I may even I should even probably be higher on that I think that's one of the biggest problems. Um, and then I'm going to put another I think I have like ten percent left. I'll just hack it. Uh, Dar- Darmesh Patal in the comments notes: Jared Goff has thrown more touchdowns in a game than Russ has all season. That's wild. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just going to assume sure. it is. It's just like it's like when Breach says something about geography or like travel. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, but it sounds great. And Breach, yeah, it's like sure. research that. Sure, Soul is in Canada, Breach, if you say so. Breach, you want to do the breakdown game or you just want to? Uh, my breakdown is. By the way, put your pie chart, uh, your pie charts in the chat if you got them and smash the like button. Is this, uh, is this just for this game or the whole season? Well, your choice. Sort of, choice. The, the Broncos are your Super Bowl champion, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Crazy. In that case, are two and three. They look like ass cheeks. I'm putting 95% of it. 95% of it on Hackett and Wilson together as like a two headed dragon. We can't. You can yeah, I actually, I actually don't hate they're, They coexist together. They're, you have. What could possibly be the other 5%? <laughs> 
a blocked field goal on special teams, dumb mistake, Melvin Gordon fumbling, dumb okay, stuff like that. Fair, like, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, you mean, those are you things mean, that are not you know, you know, Melvin Gordon losing poorly coached teams. Melvin Gordon losing two key fumbles that probably cost the Broncos wins is not make Nathaniel Hackett a bad coach. I don't know how I don't know how closely you guys are listening, but I don't know if you caught Kurt Kurt, uh, Kurt Herbstreet about midway through the second half going, someone has to win this game. And then the, the stark <laughs> realization that Al Michael's like, nah, it could be a tie. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> and then when oh at one God. point and her Her- Herbie's like, I mean, I bet you've never called a nine-nine game before. And Al's like, Buddy, I had a six-six game. That ended it like, <laughs> you think this is rough? Oh man, they they tried their best to put it. And the six-six game also involved Russell Wilson. That's the it best did part. it did yeah it was just crazy. Um, All right, um, Broncos aren't going to the playoffs, right? There's no way, shape, or I wouldn't want. You, I wouldn't you? want to be holding a Broncos win the Super Bowl prediction right now. What kind of idiot would do something like that? You guys oh! want? I'm not writing him off yet. I'm not writing him off. Oh, we missed. Do you guys want to hear a fun fact? Three uh, losses by an average of 3.3 points per game. They average 3.3 points a game. As, That's as true also. So they lose 3.3 to nothing. So if they had tied this game, the Broncos would have been 1-2-2. Two, and two. But do you know how that would have been interpreted? 2-2-2. 2 2 Because you get a half and a, a half loss, half win for each. So Maybe the Colts would have been. Colts, yep. Yeah. So they'd have been 2-3 and three in the standings, even though they were technically 1-2-2. Two, and two. Wait, because you get a half a point for a win. Wait, do you know that Indianapolis right now is the seven seed in the playoffs in the AFC? <laughs> what? No, that's so they, they would have been one, two, two, right? And they would be two oh, and yeah. three in the eyes of the standings. You get a half a loss for each tie. Yeah, according to our you buddy, get a half a win. Yeah, you get both. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. I see yeah, you're that's saying. the our buddy Michael David Smith at PFT. So it is interesting. Three <laughs> AFC South teams are in the playoffs right now as we speak. Your Jacksonville Jaguars are number one. And three NFC North teams. Where are the Steelers? I mean, NFC East team, excuse me. Uh, the Steelers are actually uh, 15th in the Jeez, standings. It's only 16. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, I'm getting cooked. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are, they are, uh, they are ahead of one team, the winless Houston Texans. My favorite part of this game so far is all the random, very below average NFL and former NFL quarterbacks that have come on Twitter to tweet stuff. I've read Matt Flynn has been tweeting. Ben DiNucci has ben DiNucci been tweeting. You just have all these guys like, oh, this is, I could be better than this. Maybe I could still play. It's kind of hilarious. Who was the first guy you met? Oh, Matt Flynn. What's Matt Flynn up to? Tweeting. Tweeting about this game, I guess. Tweeting huh? about Russell Wilson who beat him for a job in 2012. He got that $50 million contract in 2012. He set for like, like, I think he got like $12 million out of that. But yeah, still. Whatever. He's still set. Um, jokes on us. Okay, we <laughs> I just get scared with that music. Shows. I love when Brenton does. Oh play. no, it's like a Go Tar Heels thing. Oh no. Um, does Billy have like these? Are these videos loaded up? Can I load up videos of my roadcast? No, you cool? cannot. Go Tar Heels. It's great news, by the way. Matt Ryan said in his post game press conference. If you had to guess one sentence that Matt Ryan should utter in the post game press conference, what do you think it would be? Uh, we effing sucked. <laughs> That's I a good one. Breach. Um, I'm retiring. <laughs> That's also a good. He looks like dog bleep. He actually said, "I think our best football is in front of us." <laughs> I did actually see him say that. Uh, someone, some media member should have said, "I'm calling BS on that, Matt Ryan. Your best football is clearly well behind you." Yeah. And uh, as John Breach has suggested, you need to call it quits ASAP, my man. Um, I, I I do think though that like I so said, the Colts are two two and one. They have no business being two two and one, but that division, like I mean. 
No, they're they're a terrible football. As Bre- Breach, what was the record you, with Frank Reich's teams in the first five weeks of the season versus like week six on? Uh, nine fourteen and one. Now ten fourteen and one for weeks. Dude, the Colts could rip off some. Hold <laughs> on, hold on. Schedule. That's weeks one through five, and then week six through eighteen, he is twenty nine and sixteen. Uh, so he's reverse Cliff Kingsbury. Right, but let me ask you this: How is this team, as currently constituted? Are they going to trade for Devontae Adams? Are they trading for Aaron Donald? Like, how is this team going to get better? Well, is my they point. It's unlikely that either of those two things happen. Well, you're talking about there, there's a there's a path, is what you were about to say. And I'm saying Jaguars at home after lost, a two with a 10 day break. Lost. Wait, just real quick, real quick. They started off 0 3 last year. It looked totally inept with Carson Wentz. Everybody was saying, ha ha, jokes on them trained for Carson Wentz. Did they and go then, to the playoffs? Uh, and then no. we. 15, they had a nine and six record. They ran off, they went nine and three in their next 12 games. Did they go to the playoffs? But also, like, let's look at it too. Remember, the, not. the slow starts for the, the Colts, they've had a new quarterback under center every year for the last five years who, like, okay, came listen, from a different place. You guys can hit your wagon to this, this, uh, Thelma and Louise Mobile if you want to. That's on you. Jaguars at home at Loss. Titans. Loss. Commanders at home at Patriots at Raiders. That's one win and what's that, five games? Uh, I think I think we're gonna do something weird like three and two, and we're gonna be talking about it. And remember, right? the Colts won this without Jonathan Taylor, without Shaquille Leonard, without Naheem with, Hines. Without Naheem Hines. They did not win this game. Russ Wilson they, gifted them this game. I'm looking five at standings ways. right now, Ryan. They have a W. Oh, you guys are crazy. You just this don't want to admit the Colts can win the Super Bowl. I'm what, jumping um, off the Broncos and the Colts family. Let me read you this tweet from my buddy Pete Prisco, who is uh has a history of jumping on or, you know, kicking people when they're down. And he asks on Twitter a short, a short time ago, what if Russ Wilson never had that top-ranked scoring defense for four years in Marshawn Lynch? Uh, Just asking. Hmm. That's very Prisco. Yeah, would, would Russ – is Russ just a, a product of the players around him? I think I don't think so. I think Russ was actually good for a long stretch uh, starting. It ended when he hurt his thumb or finger last year, and it appears to be going to follow him for the rest of his NFL career. But – I th- I don't think there was. I don't think he was a product of Seattle system. R- Russell Wilson's going to the Hall of Fame. Oh God! Before or after Matt Stafford, if they retired at the same time. R- Russell Wilson's definitely going to the Hall of Fame. I don't know that. Chai, please, Chai, please. The weird take. I think Russ is locked in the Hall of Fame. You think um, everyone's going to the Hall of Fame? The breach. Look, look, let's look. On, on Prisco's thing. Let's not forget that Pete Prisco. Ripped Russell Wilson constantly. He's waiting ten years for this day. <laughs> he finally came around to Russ. Russ shows up in Atlanta at the Super Bowl, and Pete like kind of kissed his ass. I was like, oh, you know, I ripped you for a little while, and I'm like, I think you're you really learned how to play from the pocket. And Russell's like, who? I'm sorry, who are you? Can you get me a water? And Pete was like, and and now that Russ is like struggling, Pete's like going on full attack mode. So no surprise. He's gloating. Yeah, a breach is is Russ Wilson a Hall of Famer? I can't believe. He's hesitating. Thank you. And breach wow. is positive. Thank I mean, you. I would lean yes, but I, I don't think it's a lock. Not a slam dunk. Okay, that's all I'm saying. It's a lock. That's not you a think lock. you think everyone's a lock. That's the problem, though. You just don't have any. Con- you, like, you think Cooper? Cu- you think you think Cooper Cup's a Hall of Famer? Brenton, who gets in the Hall of Fame first? Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford? If, if they retire at the same time, retires first. They, they retire just, the same year, 2023. In fact, they hold a joint press conference to retire together. <laughs> exact same moment. Uh, probably Russ. <laughs> so neither skin did is what you're saying. Okay. That makes you feel better. Russell's an easy Hall of Famer. No, he's not. Uh, okay. He's a lock. He's a lock. He's a lock to be a Hall of Famer. He's got so mad about it. He he's, a, he, he's a lock. 
Like, let's not do that. He's a he's he's a lock. Stop. Billy was twelve when Russ came into the league. What is Billy now? <laughs> he's, he's a old, lock he's now. He's a lock. About? Billy's been watching football for two weeks, and suddenly he knows what Russ Wilson's up to. <laughs> Get out of here, Billy. <laughs> Billy's scrambling to find a button to, to hit me. Super winning quarterbacks. Just personally, I wouldn't take this level of disrespect. There it is. There it is. Super Bowl winning quarterbacks just get in the Hall of Fame. That's how it works. Oh, Joe Flack is a Hall of Famer. Oh, play the dunk button. Play the dunk button. Hurry, play it now. It's happening here. That's right. Not every Super Bowl winning quarterback gets in. Oh, I didn't hear that first part. Okay, gotcha. Oh, my God. I ain't going to lie. I'm getting cooked. Quentin Nelson after really, really, the game. You get um, uh, some ball rats clubs for this podcast. Do but you the know, thing is, the thing about Russell Wilson there. is he might not end where the other quarterbacks of this era end. I mean, Matt, <laughs> Matt Ryan Matt Ryan is probably going to end with more career touchdown passes than Russell Wilson. Is and Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? Passing yards, and you look at – so you, you, when you compare him to other quarterbacks of his era, he's, his stats aren't as glamorous. Reach, is, is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? It's it's he's very close. It's it's also an interesting case, right? It's not a slam dunk. That's all I'm saying. Philip Rivers and Matthew Matt Philip Rivers and Matthew Ryan are. Um, you knew them when they were younger. Yeah. Well, the, the they they don't have Super Bowl wins. It, well, the thing is though, Matt Ryan has an MVP, so he had one an MVP level season, and as we all know, Russell Wilson's never even got an MVP vote. So mm. no one has thought at any point that he even oh, was close to being the he's best player in the NFL at any point in any season. He's telling the truth. Erroneous, erroneous. <laughs> if that, download that one, Bill. You need to go watch some Wedding Crash. Is there a? Uh, actually, by the way, it just got on Netflix. Wedding Crash is great. Showtime has mall rats. I just watched it. The other, I literally watched it the other night for the first time in in twenty years. Oh, oh you God. know, what? Uh, Amazon just added. Um, I don't want to tell you, but I watch on Amazon. We don't own Amazon. We own Showtime. You didn't. Well, yeah, but we just watched Amazon watch Thursday night football. I uh, streamed it through Showtime. You didn't do that. Ooh. Did you not watch the game? Interesting. Of course did I you, watched Did the you game. watch a pirated stream? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine pirating that stream? Go to jail for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take them to jail. I'm countersuing. <laughs> um uh what was it? Oh, uh, uh the Amazon just got all every single Bond movie, which is kind of cool. And they were mentioning it on the telecast, and and uh Herb, Herb Street was like, What's your uh what's your favorite uh, who's your favorite Bond? And Al Michael's like, Come on, man. Sean. Obviously, yes, everyone. Uh, if Russell know. Wilson was a James Bond actor, who would he be? Roger George, Moore. George Lazenby? No, uh, no, dude, Timothy Dalton. Oh, good call, Breach. Did you say? No, no, no. Roger Moore is way worse than Timothy Dalton. What? what? No, Roger Moore is better than Timothy Dalton. Not in my eyes. I'm a, didn't Timothy Dalton, Timothy Dalton just did one. Perhaps. So did the guy that Breach mentioned, the Australian guy who sort of fell into the job. I think he was Australian, Lazenby? wasn't he? George Lazenby. I will say that I've come around on um, uh, Daniel Craig a lot. In terms what do you mean you come around? He was yeah. the second best Bond. I agree with that. Second best Bond. Where, yeah. Where'd you go? <laughs> like, where were you? Starting with the first I, movie, he jumped it's, right it's, up. Uh, it's a lot like the Dark Knight Returns. Oh, here we go. Dark Knight stuff where it's no, 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 we're gonna drag this podcast out. So Billy, Billy's like, we this podcast be. Billy's just gonna hit the button and go home. Vincent's I mean. Bond takes are worse than his Hall of Fame takes. <laughs> I know, what is going on here? I would say Sean Connery won. I do think upon rewatch recently of some Pierce Brosnan stuff that those movies are so bad. Um, I watched a Roger Moore uh, Octo P earlier today. The name of the movie, you can say it. Moonraker is fantastic, by the way. Is it? No, but it's like ter- it's like this football game. It's so bad. Moon, Moon, yes, yeah. Moonraker is like this football game. It's like also why the like Moonraker is why Austin Powers was created. 
Yeah, that checks out. It's it's like like the, the entirety of that is ridiculous. Um, Goldeneye is good. Goldeneye Goldeneye is very good. Like I like the um, nostalgia of it is probably better than the actual movie. Anthony in the comments mentions that Timothy Dalton did two. Ah, there you go. Sean Connery, but like it's like Sean Connery and then a massive gap. And no. I think probably Daniel Craig and then Pierce Brosnan and then uh, Roger Moore would be my top four. You didn't mention George Lazenby. I could have watched the George Lazenby. All right. That's disrespectful to George, but okay. Uh, 517 in the chat says the score was 9-6 for a long time because the queen just died at 96 years old. I'm not sure that's exactly why the score it's was a good, It's a good a reason as any. I mean, it actually makes more sense than the, the football we actually watch. Is that an incredible like stat bot that's in the chat? Sean Connery bonds are boring. No, bonds are great. It is weird. So, like that, the James Bond, those came out in the 60s primarily. So, that is I'm trying to think. If I watched that in the 80s, that was 20 years, 20, 20 years, 15 years, you know, before. When you think about movies that are 15 years old now compared to the movies that are 15 years old when you grow up, the 15 year old movies now seem a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's like, like, um, I'm trying to think what the, Oh, uh, so uh, Goldfinger, for instance, you know uh, James Bond. I believe it's is it the intro or is it later that he he Connery puts on like a helmet and then like flies out on a jetpack. Oh yeah, then, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Right, but like when he when they cut to Connery like holding the the handles of this like like antiquated jetpack, he's like very clearly on a green screen. Like the, the special effects just don't work. I mean, even even Top Gun, you know, like Maverick's incredible, but you go back and watch. Um, Top Gun, <laughs> these 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 uh the graphic the special effects and the graphics the special effects are like the fight scenes are very antiquated. It's like yeah, two that was eighty six. So right. whatever the math is on that, so twenty thirty eight, almost forty years ago. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 